0: Yep, y'all already know what's going on. It's Sheila the girl, your girl. And if you are under the sound of my voice, you are tuning in for another episode of the Cheers podcast. I don't know about you good people, but I myself personally have had a very interesting and just long ass I don't even know how to describe it, month away from you all, month away from you all, so much so that I had to record this intro about three, four fucking times because I forgot how the shit go, y'all. What the black fuck? So without any further needed delay, grab a glass, pop a squat, and get comfy because you are in for a very just rich and worthwhile episode. It's also finna get tipsy in this bitch. Cheers, ho.
1: 3-2 shots, got a bitch feeling brisky So witty how I feel doing numbers I put rims on a hot pink Lip gloss on, it's a pretty bitch summer. Take it how you want I put it on my mama. I heard around town, I'm the bad as ever. Bitches love saying how they face it. Better had a house link up, they be bad together. I could do the splits with the honey spread and better. Knew the head was special. He him brain like a geek. See your cologne. I should have bring out the freak. Fuck a fake nigga in a pick me bitch. Good
0: morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is that you are listening to this. Welcome Welcome back to our program. If this is your first time here, welcome to our program. For the host that's been here, I have missed you. Oh my goodness. it's It's been a, a, a cute little minute since I stepped to the microphone. You know, I... Life. That's the statement. <laughs> it just, it pulled up and... It just hit me hard and I just felt a very, it was just a blockage. I felt a creative blockage that wasn't allowing me to commune with you all in the way that I would want to commune with you all. And rather than force myself to produce for the sake of production, I... Just needed some time away, some time to figure out what's going on with me and what the fuck stories I want to tell. So I'm happy to be back. Happy that I did whatever mental gymnastics I needed to do to strengthen myself and be back to share with you guys. I missed you. I hope that you all have been drinking your water, keeping up with your shit, minding the business that pays you, the business God gave you. You know what I'm saying? I hope that you all have been enjoying summer. I hope that y'all have been putting hands on your knees. That is right hand on right knee, left hand on left knee when you're feeling spicy, crossing them over and shaking your ass on thought shit. Niggas too. You two can shake ass on that shit. I hope you've been driving boats, flying kites. I hope you've been laying up on beaches. I hope that you all are vaccinated and doing those things. I hope that y'all are still masked up. The pump, pump, pump it up is still pumping. So let's be respectful of ourselves, of others, especially our youngins and our elders, but other than that, have at, y'all. Pair. I don't really want to too much talk about my feelings because I am emotionally drained to be transparent with you all. And that is where a lot of my issue has been coming from is that I am very much so emotionally drained, but I have a lot of emotional labor to do. And just negotiating with myself the proper way to go about handling my affairs while honoring my mental state, my physical state, and what is going to prosper me overall. I am well, I accept all prayers at all times, but ultimately I am making efforts to choose ease, joy, and peace I am very excited to be celebrating two years of being all up in your ears, Raggedy and Ratchet, proud, and making toasts with you all. You know, hopefully we can make this celebration of two years of wang dang doodle and continue on just being stubborn, brazen, and unapologetically expressive in this third year of the podcast that we're about to embark on sheesh i don't have a girlfriend qualm i don't have a tiktok i just have a random-ass point that I wrote down in my notes, and I was like, the next time I address the microphone, I just want to say this. Um, Completely unrelated to everything we're going to do here. Maybe not completely, but whatever. I just feel like tall niggas are mediocre. Um, I feel like tall niggas don't really try hard to be whole people. I think that, especially tall, fine niggas, I just think that most of the time... They think that their height wins because, of course, we women and I'm guilty and I don't think I'll ever give it up because that's just what I feel on the inside. Who knows? Maybe I might change my mind. But women are not supposed to be taller than they niggas. It's just not proper, whatever, blah, blah. So they understand that most women are looking for niggas that are taller than them so i just feel like most niggas above six one are just they don't try very hard to be whole people because they're just like fuck you mean i'm fine and i'm tall um i'm here what else do you want i i look good standing next to you And that is just very irritating in my life. It also irritates me how tall niggas, for whatever reason, like especially it'd be like the niggas that are over like 6'5 and shit, really want to fuck with really short girls that are like 5'2 and under. Why do you want to be that much taller like that power dynamic and just what that I don't get it it Never made sense to me. And it's so funny. I was talking to T the motherfucking dollar and T was like, I hate when niggas that are exceedingly fucking tall try to talk to me because it's like we fucking that like the 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 geometry of what is even going on here with our bodies don't even make sense because I'm down here and you up there. What are we doing like? mm. And then on top of that, I watched. All of Z-Way. Y'all need to fucking watch Z-Way. Shout out to motherfucking Z-Way. Just the prettiest, smartest bitch I think I've ever met in my life. Never met her. Wish I could. Anyway. She did this one musical sketch on her show where it's a song that is um, satirizing the idea that the beauty standard for women is rooted in pedophilia almost in this obsession with women needing to be young so even if you look at the music videos and shit like oh I'm you know I'm in my schoolgirl uniform I'm You know, my pigtails and I, you know, it's like there's this obsession with women being small, dainty, like with keeping women girls. But then also this weird thing where it's like, but also you must be like a super freak. And I just think that's weird. But I don't know. I just had to get that off because it was... It's heavy on my mind. Y'all know I be on the apps and I be looking at the height. And if it be under a certain number, I don't swipe because I'm like, "Mm, y'all niggas be lying about your height anyway. I know that's not right, but what y'all gonna do beat me. But periodically, there'll be a nigga's profile that intrigues me so much. And I just think he's so interesting that I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna swipe and it really be the shorter niggas like the the five the five eights, five nine, five tens that be having the conversation and be like smart and wanting to take you out on a date, wanting to court you, wanting to do all of this, tall niggas just be like, Yeah, what's up? <laughs> so irritating. Anyway, let's get into this negolation. Today's Negulation, we take it from the powerful chapter 2, truthful verse 64. Our poignant word of the day, of the week, is take care of yourself. Precious God, everyone, please take care of yourselves. There's only one you. And nobody can take care of you better than you. Don't wait until it's too late to take care of you. Lead with prioritizing yourself. We live in a society that literally tells us you don't matter. Your product matters. Your labor matters. Your assets matter. But you yourself don't matter. In fact, you yourself are only here to fulfill the purposes of everything I just discussed. I was listening to Transformation Church and there was this one sermon series they were doing. There was a phrase they kept using over and over again that I'm just trying to internalize over and over and over again. You are a human being, not a human doing. Your purpose is to be not to do, not to own, not to serve. Those are all things that you can partake in as a part of your being, but that's not the central focus to who we are. When we make those things the central focus to who we are, we do not take care of ourselves. Our minds begin to deteriorate. Our bodies begin to deteriorate. Our relationships begin to deteriorate. Our sense of self-worth, sense of self-valuation begins to deteriorate. I just want us to do a better job of loving ourselves. That way we'll be able to do a better job of loving each other. Yes. Meant that shit with my whole chest. Today at the door, I'm very excited to introduce to you all somebody that I just love having conversation with since our very first conversation. have just always loved having conversations with her. Her name is Dejolay. She is a bad bitch. You understand me. And she is a valued member of Book Gang. I could not figure out who to review our May selection. That is We're Gonna Need More Wine by Gab Union Wade for whom I stand eternally, paired with three by Wade Blanc from D. Wade Sellers, her husband, who I have come to stand for because he's proven himself to be an upstanding man and a great father for all intents and purposes that I see, that we see. Anyway, I could not figure out who to talk to about this book, I wanted to talk to Cottrell about this book just because the levels on which we identified with Gab as a woman, a black woman, a dark-skinned black woman, a type A black woman who was raised to be bigger, badder, better, but I wanted to bring a fresh voice, fresh perspective from this woman who I enjoy conversing with, think is brilliant, a spicy bitch for the times, and you all are gonna love her. Formal warning, trigger warning, there is discussion of sexual assault. So if you are not feeling that, that's not what you're trying to listen to, discuss, speak about, think about, That conversation begins approximately 51, 52 minutes from this marker. So be very mindful. Take care of yourself. Do not trigger yourself. I want you all to enjoy this episode. Take it and learn from this episode. Have fun and be inspired to go read the book. So go refill your glass, get back into this sweetie. Y'all are going to stop doing my girl because the bitch is doing what needs to be done. She's giving what needs to be gave. I didn't used to like her. However, there will be no sweetie slander in this house. So yeah, do all that and then let's get back.
1: Untouchable. I'm like a lunchable Play like it's all fun and games Till well, I'm done with you So unapproachable I'm unforgettable Bitches is all talk This ain't no interview Ooh, all that drama And that gossip You could miss me Ooh, how the hell a broke Nigga try to fix me Pretty bitch Someone got the whole gang Mixy Three, two shots Got a bitch feeling risky A hundred down to one tank And sideways I told the bitches My way or the highway Double parked in driveways on 5 fire gates. The Instagram shit was cute with tape. It's blocked. Later laugh. Now pilot. here it goes. Another cloud chase. I seen that little shit. She was up, and it wasn't about Nathan. you don't wanna work with the done, and about face. We talking about my wrist and my neck. The price was alright. Always-
0: all alright, 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 alright. Today on the motherfucking line, long motherfucking awaited. I don't know that that was the proper English. Nope. Let's try that again. Mm-mm-mm. All right, all right, all right, all right. Without any further ado, we have a long motherfucking awaited episode going on. And today at the door, there it is, there it is. We have the damn motherfucking smart Dejolay on the long fuck it is, girl. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome. Welcome to the Cheers Podcast. Desjole girl, we are so happy to have you. Thank I you for am, being here.
2: I am
3: extremely thrilled to be here. Um, y'all know how I feel about podcasts. I love them. And I love this book. <laughs> and the one's not too bad in the playlist, is is a major, is a major key. Major key.
0: Um, listen, y'all. Desjalet, when I tell you that Desjalet is the MVP of book gang, <laughs> like I think Desjalet came in. I think she'd only missed one book. <laughs> yeah, she and that and that's just cause she wasn't the, she wasn't in the gang that month month that she entered since she entered, she't caught every selection. She didn't drink the wine. She't pulled up to every single review at the end of every review who at the end who, who there at the end me and Dejolay talking shit everybody done left oh I'm going to bed I got to work tomorrow we still talking shit about the book I gotta be on at 5
3: 30 be like it's okay I'll figure it out
0: listen so Thank you so much for being here, for coming to discuss this May selection. That's a throwback, y'all. It's the first day of July and we just now get into the May selection, but it doesn't matter because this book is fucking timeless. Okay. Absolutely. All right. So, yeah. Um, how are you doing? I know that you just came back from being... A bad bitch by the water. All right. I mean,
3: I'm doing really well. Lava rocks only messed up one toe. Had a fight with a mosquito, but ultimately I won. Yeah, mosquitoes are a thing on Hilo, so just be careful of that. That's the wet side of the island, so there are more mosquitoes over there. But uh, I discovered I love lily koi. It's a type of passion. Well, it's a cousin of the passion fruit. I had it on pancakes. What's
0: the name of the fruit? What is it now? Lily koi. Lily Koi,
3: yeah, which you need to have a nice Hawaiian man say it to you, and then you really will like Lily Koi because that's what made me. Um, uh, the bartender looked at me and started, he said, Oh, you you don't want the Lily Koi martini. I was like, Okay, I'm gonna um, want the
0: Lily Koi martini. Um, and
3: I stayed, I stayed that the entire time I was there, whether it was like alcoholic form or not. Food, it is amazing. Also, had sour mango, which I didn't think I was gonna like, but. Mm. I prefer it to regular sweet mangoes
0: now, so. I love that for you.
3: I'm going to be at farmer markets looking for sour I love that for
0: you. I love that for you. Do y'all hear my bitch? She out here traveling, eating foreign fruits with fine foreign niggas. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Introducing Mm -hmm. us to things we ain't never known. Eating the alternate versions of the fruits that we're used to. Us peons and regular folk back home. Listen, cheers to Dejolay. Thank you. <laughs> cheers to Dejolay and her baby bitches. I mean, I made a
3: decision on April 3rd that I was going to live my life.
0: Amen. Amen. Listen, Dejolay be living her fucking life, y'all. Dejolay be living her life. And every single time uh we fucking <laughs> on this- Every single time we talk it on the chat after we didn't finish discussing this book. What we talk about, definitely talk about some, I'm about to go on a date with this um this motherfucker here, this motherfucker here. Yeah, I'm about to go eat here. Deshalie is always out and about, and she made a fucking Lifestyle. she shrugged her shoulders just now like yeah that's what i do like, like, i like food oh you inviting me somewhere all right let's go definitely like i'm picking up the round. we going okay so i saw a post today um mm-hmm. and it was like niggas always on here complaining about getting used for food were you used for food or did you not get a second date and you salty how often is it the first versus the latter?
3: I mean, lately it's definitely, I've always given them second dates. Cause I, I just know that like everyone's nervous the first time around and, you know, like, let's just get the nerves out of the way. We'll have another date where it's kind of like more of a sit down thing um, and go from there. It's when the third date happens or do- doesn't happen. Um, I think, politely rejecting people here and there like you know I just don't you know chemistry's not right so sorry thank you though
0: when is the last time you rejected somebody and how did you reject somebody or how did you reject them
3: um I would definitely say probably a customer hit on me before I went to Hawaii and he was trying like real hard to get my number and everything and to talk to me and I was just like no I'm good. He's like, oh, so now you're not being nice? I said, don't confuse me having customer service and Come me on. letting you have free access to me as being the same thing because it is not, sir. You can have whatever <gasps> you want on the menu, but you cannot ah. have this. Ah. Sell them. Yeah. Then I had a like per. I had somebody recently like slide into my DMs and I corrected them because they're just like hot girl summer. And I was like, oh no, it's hot, single girl summer. And they're like, oh, and I've been missing the chance to slide in your DMs. I said, were well, you here now? He's like, wasn't shot right out of the gates. I said, I, I give every man a chance to show me his worth. And then I decide if your application's been approved or not.
0: Listen, listen. Now, if this is not. Confidential information. You can share it. I just feel inclined to ask you, because so I know we're supposed to be talking about books, but y'all listen, sometimes it's hot. I ain't giving y'all no episodes since the first day of summer. So, you know, we got to talk about that. I shit Meg then gave some music. You know what I'm saying? We got to talk about, know, hot the girl shit, summer escapades. You know what I'm saying? Hands on your knees. Um, is there a roster? Is there a lineup? You're still accepting applications um how uh do we have more rejections than acceptance what is what what is the state of desolate enterprises right now
3: um definitely going to uh, self-focus mode i have my lsat coming up in about a month so scholarship i've been you know i've been thinking about getting back on bumble to get more people in the rotation and then i'm like that's just a lot of work and these men gonna get mad when i disappear so Um, no I have had, I don't connect my uh, Instagram to any of my dating apps.
0: There it is. For and the reason
3: that occurred, I had a man literally hunt me down because I let the 24 hours, it, you know, expire. And he was like, how dare you swipe and then don't talk to me. And I was like, oh, okay. Like I looked at the message, you know, he did, there's wanted to respond and say something. But then I was like, "No, nah, I'm, I'm gonna leave him there. Cause obviously me ignoring you Like, was enough to set you off so you can be set off over there. They're me. Yeah.
0: How dare... These niggas be bold as hell on the internet. Do you understand me? These niggas be bold as all hell on this goddamn internet.
3: No, they are. They are outlandish. A lot of times. And very entitled to your time, your space. And I'm just Mm -mm. like...
0: Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. I'm going to
3: be selfish. Um, me, Mm-mm. myself, and I first.
0: Nonsense. Nonsense. And that's what I love about you. Me, myself, and I. That's one of the principles that I've noticed you carried about yourself from the first time I met you nearing a year ago. Shout out to the gang gang. So... Yes. Yes, I'm I'm. I'm just I'm just so happy for the person that you are and the experiences that you have, the shares that you and the I said the sherries that you store with me, the stories <laughs> the that you share with me. Y'all, okay. Um you, the way block is, you know what I'm saying? <laughs>
2: the way block is.
0: Um, let's talk about the way blanc. Let's talk about the way blanc, why not? God damn it. Since uh we can see that it is things to uh, me. So today our special selection in our selection in the month of May was 3 by Wade Blanc. It is a white blend 12.9% alcohol content everyone. So um don't necessarily mind me. It's not that the alcohol is particularly like, like make you, you know, slap your mom. It's just, I haven't really eaten today. Everyone had <laughs> a long day of activity. I haven't really eaten. So it's going straight to, it's going straight to my, my, my brain and my veins. And you know, the, it's taking it over for the water molecule whatever. But um, no, I, 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 I fuck with it. I did not even know that D Wade had a wine, but um, I guess celebrities just have alcohol. That's just what they do now.
3: Yeah, I did a little background research like on his winery. It came for his love of drinking wine with his wife and then also with his teammates, uh, Chris Bosh and LeBron James, when they were all in the heat. And then mm-hmm. I guess he frequents Napa Valley often.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, when you get money, when niggas get money, them expensive habits just get the habiting, okay? All yes. right. Listen, let's get into this bottle. I always like to read the bottle. What do we have here? Um, Nothing. (laughs) It's simple. Three by Wade. 2019 California white wine. We got his name. Jason Paul Paul Meyer. There it is. Paul -Paul Meyer. Um, Cellared and bottled. And then we have a warning from the government. Fuck the government. Um, we ain't got no wise words. Usually niggas be putting some wise words on the bottle, <laughs> something like that. We ain't got nothing like that. But it's a very nice bottle, though, y'all. It is a very nice bottle. It's like olive green. It got like three lines on it. You <laughs> know, like nice, aesthetically pleasing. And if you go to the chest Instagram, I posted it the other day. So you can see it there.
3: Giving me like feng shui vibes on the front.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. um, At the risk of sounding racist, some kind of uh, Asian spirituality inspired artistic things going on here. Like those are the only places I've ever seen art kind of or the only cultures I've seen kind of art coming like this from. But y'all know. I mean he's
3: kind of <sighs> been inspired by it. I know he he is kind of like almost on the same power level of how much Kobe was loved um in Asia and throughout many Asian countries. And I know that like he had shoes over there. I think he's hosted basketball tournaments over there as well too and traveled over there. Um, because if you think NBA players are big in America, just just go to some Asian countries. They are, they're more famous than their president sometimes, or whoever's in control of their government.
0: <laughs> How you going big? On big, um, <clears throat> but, but yeah,
3: on the website uh, side, and, and saying that it's supposed to like give you vibes of like summer melon fruit. Um, I'm not tasting that.
0: Definitely <laughs> say I ain't get. It. Yeah, um the flavor profile <laughs> that I um put on the reading guide, which is what I got from them and from other um vendors, I believe that is the term. Um is the spring lemon blossoms, honeysuckle, um medium body Snappy, refreshing, summer melon, fruit, characters. Yeah, it's versatile. Wide range of foods, daytime, picnics, summer nights. Yeah, no, I would take this wine goddamn anywhere. I would take okay. this wine goddamn anywhere. Definitely when I want to be a fancy bitch because it's drier. It leans a little bit more on the dry side. It's not that sweet, um, but it's not as bold. Last month's wine... I don't know if you did last month's wine. Um, yes, you did. We Because we talked about it. Black Girl the, Magic? The Black Girl Magic Red Blend.
3: Yeah, I don't like reds. Um, but I drank the whole bottle. You, you know, know what I'm
0: saying? The bottle got alcohol. drunk because we don't waste alcohol. But that's definitely something that I would restrict to dinners like places where I know like I'm putting for like I have my collarbone out bitch and I'm you know what I'm saying there's like a like a heel on like I'm being a bitch I'm working the room I might be eating a way goose steak that is when I'm drinking black girl magic red blend I feel like I could take this anyway just because I feel like white wines are generally lighter period um, mm-hmm. which is why when it was like medium body is snappy, refreshing, I'm just like, yes. Like, I don't feel, I feel weighed down by the red blend a little bit, even though I, I still find it good. I didn't think it was disgusting or bad. Or, ah, I can't drink this. It was just like, Ooh, this is heavy, but I like this. It's still not as sweet. Um, I wouldn't just like go a bottle of like rosé. Like I always go back to the rosés and even the Niagara that we drank that one time. And those are the bottles I would like on some ratchet shit, like walk around down the street with that bottle in my hand and drink it like it's juice, like that. back.
3: <laughs> you know? uh, no, that's what I was able to do with the black girl magic. Like after the second glass, I was like, okay, I can just drink this. I'm buzzing up. I can just drink this now. Like it's you time know, to go.
0: The black girl magic rose, right?
3: Yeah. Like, what are what are we getting into? Because I'm gonna need you to order Uber, but let's go.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like, throw caution to the wind. We just finna walk around with this bottle. Um, definitely not what this is giving. However, I would totally take this to the... Not fucking fireworks. Are y'all kidding me? Stop the nonsense. <laughs> it's that season again. Oh, God. But um, I would definitely... I would take it with me everywhere... I would not drink it in the act of. Mo- I would not drink it in motion everywhere. Like I'd put the rose in a cup and move. However, if I'm like, "Oh, we're going to a picnic. Oh, I brought a bottle. Oh, we're uh, going to friend's house for dinner. Oh, everyone, I, I brought you a bottle." Uh, oh, yeah, we're we to go have on a boat
3: ride, and i was supposed to go on a boat ride in like three weeks. I literally was like, I might just get another bottle of this, and I might just get his rose one too.
0: There you go. You know what I'm saying? I feel like this is fitting for every occasion. Yeah. So I like this. So I'm actually going to put a little bit more in my glass. I was saying before, I was like, I don't know how much I'm actually going to drink tonight. But yes, no cheers. Cheers, delay Cheers to the Wade Union clan. Yeah, there it is. Boom, boom. We love to, we love to see it. We love to see it. Um, so while we sip on this medium body snappy, refreshing drink, um, honeysuckle you feel me i want to hear about another lemon melon honeysuckle blossom well she ain't got no medium body she got the hard body you feel me desolate girl (laughs) what's that what's your ministry girl talk to us what what are you what are you about what are you into What, what, what are you here for? What's, what, what's, what's your ministry?
3: I mean, I guess overall, like, I'm just here to live life and have fun. And like, I'm not about the stress. I'm not about the drama. The second I start to see that you are causing stress and drama is, is peace. Like, I don't, I don't think as humans, we should always live in a state of hypervigilance. Um, and I understand that the climate that, it, that is America and, and being a black woman here in America, that unfortunately, to some extent, I have to abide by that for my own safety and the safeties of others around me. So I try my hardest to make sure that I'm building a foundation that I don't have to do it all the time, that I'm that I'm able, you know, to take a step off the stage and like, enjoy the performances instead of man insecurity, if that makes sense. Um Oof. yes. Yeah. Um. I don't know really really into the law thing definitely really into it It has been a passion and a dream of mine for many years and I am actively pursuing it now even though I'm scared beyond belief about it um Mm. yeah definitely through booking I rediscovered my passion for reading like low-key I think my high school teachers would be upset to hear that like Pretty much my first year after undergrad, I really didn't read like that anymore because it used to be a thing that I would speed through class assignments just to go read my personal book. Like I literally had a substitute teacher try to give me a referral on time because my personal book in class. And Teachers they, be fucking hating. Teachers be fucking hating, yo. And what I remember looking at her dead in the face I'm like, so you had a problem with me talking to other people. So then I chose to pull out my book and read my book. Now you have a problem with that. And she's like, you're not doing the classwork. I was like, not once have you asked me, did I complete the classwork? Um, But since you want to inquire about it now in your indirect way, it's completed.
0: It's done.
3: And she had the audacity to say, we'll do the next chapter. Oh, you haven't taught me that yet. Because,
0: you know, 16-year-old Dejolay was
3: a firecracker and a smartass. I I had all the (laughs)
0: conversations. Present-day Dejolay is still a firecracker and a smartass. So, yeah, no.
3: The assassin is, like, I guess it's still most definitely there. She comes out from time to time. Wait, I, hello? I try to will her in, and, you know, hello? Can you hear
0: me? Wait. We want to break that real bad. But yes, ease in law, and that's that's so insane because ease in enjoying life and relaxation and practicing law just somehow does not go in ha- hand in hand from what I've imagined, what I've seen, and the things I have heard.
3: I've had some exposure with it, um, working for a public defender's office for a county, being in a summer program where we got to shadow um, a judge and had um, different types of lawyers come and speak to us and follow them around Um, as well too to like kind of observe how their day-to-day operations go and just like some of the skills that a lot of them have suggested you're going to need like one the ability to read and comprehend like I find it
0: enjoyment hopefully hopefully you should read yeah Um, as a lawyer
3: the ability actually like the from what I've been told the like greatest ability to have as a lawyer is to be able to articulate yourself as well as to be able to write because a lawyer who can write will always have a job. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. And then I don't ever really, I rarely consider myself to be arguing with people. Um, at least from my perspective, I'm having like an open debate with you because I'm actively listening to the things that you're saying. And there may be some thoughts and ideas um, and perspectives that you present. And I'm like, Oh, I've never thought about it that way okay, that's really interesting. Okay, I can get behind that idea. Like, I'm always looking and willing to compromise. But what I'm not going to do is completely concede to your thoughts, ideas, feelings, and motives. Um, And so that's when people start to think that what I thought was a debate is a full-blown argument. And I'm like, why are you so upset? Like, I'm confused. We're just
0: sharing ideas, bitch.
3: (laughs) Yeah, like, are you calm, like, you good? You need a second? Be Um, cool. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And, you know, sometimes I do like to play devil's advocate and just basically, like, be unwilling, to some extent, to compromise, to have the debate, oh, like, I'm Oh, not going. the
0: devil's advocate.
3: <laughs> I mean, yeah, because you truly, to me, you truly know and understand a person and how they choose to respond to you and how they value you when they're upset with you. Um, and that lets me know where my place is in your life, depending on how you respond to me when you're upset. Uh so, that's also another reason why I kind of do it. I don't know. Um, in the words of what my therapist Are you said,
0: an Aries or a Taurus again?
3: Oh, I'm an Aries. I'm Aries. I'm Aries. Yeah, there it is. I was like, when again? <laughs> I know. I can't remember. Yeah, actually, ah. no, the, My little trifecta is all fire. It's Aries, Leo, and um, I think Leo again. My love sign is Pisces. So, that's why I'd be over here. If you can make it past my defenses, just... A wreck, which is why I don't let you pass my defenses. That's why I got <laughs> fire signs in the rest of my chart, you know. Okay, the face on, on, the face on some people's faces when they discovered my chart and saw that it was all fire, they're like, Oh, that is, okay, that explains it. I'm like, Explains what? what what's up? Explains <laughs> what? <it>. Like, I'm <laughs> explaining what?
2: Share your thoughts. <laughs> what do we explain it? <laughs>
3: like, oh, just, you know, how confrontational you are. I said, it's not confrontation. It's a willing to discuss thoughts and ideas at any time. That's what it is. And I'm not afraid mm. of my thoughts and ideas and opinions. And I'm not afraid of other people's
0: thoughts and ideas and opinions. Mm. But they want you to, to be.
3: Yes. That was actually one of my lines in the book that like I really felt. The one that she said is like, when you choose to not assimilate, they don't know what to do with you. And oh
0: because my God. I'm
3: like putting myself forward and like moving on in my life, I'm finding in some relationships that I thought were solid and some dynamics in my work life are becoming problematic because I'm refusing to assimilate to the idea of what they think I should be to make me more palatable for them. And I'm just like, nah, I can't keep doing that. <laughs> it's it's nah. done. It's over
0: with. Not at all. Not at all. And I like, yes, what a fabulous segue into the book, because that is definitely something that she talks about in literally the first, I think that was the first question that I even put on the fucking guide was talking about how society pressures, um, like just different like different peer groups right but for the sake of getting to the fucking point black women <laughs> right specifically to a fit a mold and b to be comfortable with what you've been given um, and yeah to, and it's like
3: it, it's it's a whole thing like oh god it's a whole thing
1: and when you like, start to
3: point it out to them and the uncomfortable, uh, how uncomfortable they get, they then turn around and make it your fault because you must be doing something because they're uncomfortable, not with what they were doing, but with how you're calling them out on it. And it's like, I, I'm i not, I'm not here for that. It's not my job to baby and coddle you. Your mom should have done that in the first five years of your life. You know what I'm saying
0: okay? literally like, crawl back <laughs> and woman be reborn. That's not my business. Um, but yeah. I, I love how she starts the book off talking about how easy it is easy it is, though, Ooh, words, to fall into going along to get along though, right? Because she talks about double consciousness. She talks about, I have to find the fucking line. I have to find the fucking... First of all, can we talk about when she was in school, she was the only little black girl in the classroom and they was learning about alliteration so they started calling her Nikki the nigger I mean do you remember that?
3: that had me heated and I was like god forbid if I have a daughter and she comes home and tells me that I'm going to politely look at look at my child's father and be like get the bail money ready I'm, I will be back
0: prepare the fucking bail money cause I'm snapping off and yeah, how did and- the teacher, where was the teacher at while everybody is sitting around the area rug holding hands, singing Mickey's a nigger about my daughter? Choose, yeah,
3: just choosing not to engage because they were not given the actual tools that are effective tools to handle and have those conversations. And to some extent, pushing that on teachers who are only going to be in your child's life for that one academic school year, it really just shows you the lack that the parents were doing in talking to their kids and probably the lack of exposure they had with people of color and not understanding like, well, knowing to some extent what they were doing acting like, oh, well, you know, it's fine. It's cool. It's okay. I don't know, her, her story about the sleepovers and her hair though, That really got to me because like Gabrielle Union, I grew up as a military child. So in a lot of areas, I was one of maybe two or three. And for some of them, people used to refer to them as being half. So it'd be like, oh, there's only one and a half of you there because it would be a biracial student that was there. So like they only half counted. And like, that's literally how everyone would speak. Back then and now, being older, I understand that, like that's wrong. And like I've even done my duty, and when I was in student government, to like sit down in different circles and to one that was for the. Uh, they refer to it as mixed race and also biracial, because depending on what those, uh, what their preference of being called, like some of them have multi-races that they identify with. I actually sat there and I listened to like some of their stories, and I was like, wow, I'm like, like that, that definitely sucks to be viewed unacceptable completely by both sides of a coin um as well too so i yeah no but the hair thing gave me flashbacks to sleepovers like like a vivid one of going to disneyland
1: so freaked oh my out about gosh. how to have my
3: hair like so freaked out so freaked oh my out.
0: gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh i found the quote i found the quote <clears throat> I have been warned, of course, my parents gave me the pep talk when I started school, the same speech all black parents give their kids. You're going to have to be bigger, badder, better just to be considered equal. You're going to have to do twice as much work and you're not going to get any of the credit for your accomplishments or, uh, or for overcoming adversity. Most black people grow accustomed accustomed to the fact that we have to excel just to be seen as existing. And this is a lesson passed down from generation to generation. You can either be super Negro or forgotten Negro. It's actually very accurate advice, but the problem with putting this on a kid is if you're not as good or eight times as good, you feel like you're less than. Not just in academics or in sports. Every kid cares about something and wants to receive love and praise for that particular quality or ability. You're always, you are always chasing, always worrying about being exposed as the dumb black kid, the foolish nigger. On one hand, it puts your shoulder to the wheel. So you're always pushing, working, striving, but one misstep and it's over. An A- can feel like Hiroshima. It's catastrophic because you feel exposed. It's still an A, but what it feels like is dumb nigger you're a joke of course you missed it nigger it fe- uh i had that fear as a kid with every worksheet do you remember the time test with multiplication i became psychotic about those i would see four times 16 and hear my father's voice bigger better, better by the way it's taking everything i have not to tell you i know the answer is 64
3: <laughs> like no, and then it starts to go down a rabbit hole. I was like, "Oh, me and my rabbit holes, Gabby. I got you. I got you." You know what I'm saying? Days.
0: Like what an encapsulation of what it is like to grow up a magical Negro
3: oh yes and
0: just having to be the not
3: even realizing that your peers were asking for you to be a spokesperson of a very big diaspora of people from different walks of life like you just start adding in different layers of whether it's their social standing their academic standing their economical standing it's just like and now i'm supposed to be the spokesperson right um yeah no definitely a lot and i i definitely felt a lot in her story and it was from her story when she talked about the hair and how, like, she would perform from them and, like, do the Buckley thing that, again, gave me a memory of my own being in the softball locker room and us lifting weights and whatnot. I, at the time, was, like, having my hair permed, So, you know...
0: Oh, baby.
3: And it just stays wherever it is. So I had done some kind of weight or something and it did that and everyone was laughing at it. And, like, thinking about hindsight, like, it did make me feel really uncomfortable. But, like, what Gabby did, she used a defense mechanism, like, well, I'm going to own it, and I'm going to control it now. And, yeah, I'm like, wow. And her whole thought process to that thing about really wasn't, you know, her owning it or me owning it. It was just trying to hide the pain that it was causing, because yet again, my Blackness is being ostracized and pointed out, and there's like literally nothing I can do about it. Because after I look to my right, there is no other Black person in the room.
0: Yeah. Oh, bruh. Plus, and then when the Black person came to the room, Gabby ain't never want to be... So- <laughs> Listen, Gab... That was- okay, I think we just jumped right into this without, like, providing... How did we ever announce say what the the we never even said like what the selection was like we never even gave. We just came right in and, and jumped into the shit. So the May selection was yeah. we're going to need more wine by Which Gabrielle Union. What the fuck? We're like 30 minutes in and we didn't even say what the fucking shit was. But the May selection was we're going to need more wine by Gabrielle Union. Um, Gabrielle Union Wade. <laughs> And we just talked about the wine, obviously for like 15 fucking minutes. So you know what the wine selection was, but, um, I love this book because it really just exposed how brilliant she is and how multidimensional she is. And it's like, nobody fucking hates on Gabrielle Union. Like, if you do, you're a fucking weirdo. Nobody hates on Gab Union. But I don't think we realized how much we didn't know Gab until I, I read this book. That's when I realized how much I didn't know about her and how much more brilliant and involved she is. I think in the things that she produces and she does and just just so just there, there's there's just so much here and um in learning about her history and how she came to appreciate herself as she is now, like the deep unappreciation she had for herself as a youth, like she really unpacked a lot of that. So going back to the point I was trying to make was that when the other black kids did come around, she ain't want no parts. She ain't want no parts because she's like, I'm already struggling to be the magical Negro and fit in and fly under the radar. And here you come with your black ass. Now if both of us niggas gonna stand together. Then they both gonna see us being blackies. So, you know what I'm saying? So when she was a kid, it talks about how um she there was a girl named tasha 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 yep that came to to the schoolhouse what was the shit I thought it was fourth grade fifth what is it? hold on tasha the following year yeah maybe this is uh, sure I think this is like for it's an elementary school sometimes so let's say fourth grade is safe Tasha comes to the school It's another black girl and her mom is like, Hey, be nice to her. She's a nig." <laughs> and Gab is like, okay, cool. I'm never going to speak to this girl at all because that's I'm not me fin- being mean. <laughs>
3: like, what?
0: I've never going to speak to this girl at all. I'm going to mind my business and face my fucking books. But because the other white girls, bullied her into being mean to the one black girl and then of course they pin it on her when
3: it wasn't even a pinning on her it was that principle assuming that also led back to a story of mine where a physical altercation may have occurred in the sixth grade because a nice probably nice young man now in the world decided to use the n-word on me
0: and oh, we can't stated, assume we can't assume that he turned out to be in that i'm assuming look, that he turned out to be a wrangler wearing a uh, proud member of the nra because he said nigger because was in Florida. Ahead.
3: no 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 because this was in florida and Absolutely. i'll never forget my Adam. white best friend at the time her name was lauren was sitting next to me on the bus she thought i was crying but i was taking off my glasses because i had already broken a pair and my mom told me if you break another pair of these glasses." Um, you know
0: beat your ass because that's yeah. what black parents tell you because i've yeah. lost some glasses before in my lifetime as well keep it coming yeah.
3: so took off glasses case put it put them in there and she's like oh my god you're crying i said no i'm not crying i'm, <laughs> I'm about to go beat his ass and she was like what and then i was going and then we're sitting in the principal office and the principal's talking about explosion the cop is there little do they know on my cell phone i had already called my mom oh i'm the first one if i do something wrong call my mom this is what i did sorry this is this is what I did this is what they did this is what they're trying to do to me mother because I already knew coming off the bat that even though I can articulate myself very well especially um as a young black child it is not accepted it is not heard so I obviously need an advocate to come and handle that which would be my mother coming the principal office in there they looking at my mom's like so has anyone asked my daughter why she did it it doesn't really matter she's getting expelled da 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 this and that and I was like, well, he called me a nigger. And then all of a sudden, the dynamic in the room changed. We were both we were both just suspended. Oh. Then, I'll never forget his grandma, because he lived three doors down from me. His grandma made him walk down the street to apologize to me. She's like, we do not use that language in my house. I don't know where he got that from. And if from what I remember correctly, she definitely used something along the lines of having like Black married and family members or whatever, and like as an adult, we now, have I'm, niggers in our family. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like okay, there. and I'm like oh you were probably calling them niggers, and that's where you he heard the word from. But okay, that that's whatever. You know, <sighs> I I do to some extent thank that grandmother for making him come down the street and like apologizing to me. And she's like, and best believe he's gonna get beat again. I was like, no. <laughs> you know what your grandma said? Don't be racist in public. Her. Okay. Listen, I don't know know, know what she said to you about being in private, but in public, she said no.
0: And you know who I wish would have handled that like that, that situation like that? Gabby. No, Quishon fucking mama. Well, yes, yes. I wish that Gabby would have handled it like you. And I wish Quishon mama would have got Quishon together the way that that little boy got Gabby's mama
1: together.
2: No.
0: Listen, listen, Gabby just went through, I think, a whole lot when she was younger in terms of struggling with what her identity was as the only nigger in her community and what it meant to grow up the only nigger in her community and have all these white friends and fit into all of these systems, especially because it didn't help because her daddy was so anti-black as well.
3: Yeah, what was the term that they use for people like that?
0: Color. I remember
3: that and just uh, another podcast I listened
0: to. She awkwardly mobile. It. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Oh, oh no! Some,
3: someone stole a child. Oh no! No!
0: I know. Oh, stop that nonsense! Oh, that was scary. I did not like that. Oh no! <laughs> that was traumatizing um but damn what was i saying no i don't oh yes, yeah, so her daddy was real anti-black and we were saying what's the name that we call uh
3: not all kin not all skin folk or kin folk but um I don't know if you listen to Amanda Steele's podcast but she had a whole episode dedicated to those type of people where like when other black people are in the room instead of having a hand there to help them up you do everything in your power to push them down and to, sh- and to perform for your white counterparts and your quote unquote white superiors in the workplace and just in life to be like look look at me I'm performing well like give me the word give me the prize um they also back in slave times they had those people like that too where they cold? would have some
0: <laughs> yeah, we know that.
3: We can go with
0: that one. Yeah. I was about to say, I don't know what words you're looking for, but coon is what I hear. Her daddy was a coon. Her daddy was a coon. Her daddy was a coon. And we'll get into her daddy because I have very, I have very vigorous feelings about her daddy. But Same. um anyway, her daddy was just like very anti-black. Um and so uh, it didn't help. She was the most dark skinned. Like her daddy was dark skinned, married a light skinned woman to try to water down his bloodline. Her other sister came out light skinned. She was the daughter that looked most like him. So, you know, he pinned all his, you know, Discomfort. Um, I mean. But he pinned everything on her. He pinned all his hopes and dreams and discomfort on her. He's like, yep, you're the smart one. You're the athlete. Like he looked at her in a very um, laborious sense, like in a very work meal-esque sense, right? He didn't really view her as like a valid person or like very beautiful either, Right? And yeah. just kind of like b- very much so judged by the product she produced, which also kind of goes back to what we were just saying with the quote where her daddy's like, you got to be bigger, better, batter. And all of those things really pushed her to make these decisions in her life where I feel like where she's, you know, telling Tasha, I'm not going to be friends with you or in this situation where. I don't think it prompted her to take Jason Kidd from her when they was in high school, y'all. she played the sports, she played basketball, so she was at the other school's game, and Jason Kidd was playing the basketball. <laughs> and so she took Jason Kidd from his current girlfriend. I can't look at that man the same. Listen, can't look at that man the same. I wasn't looking at him too much prior, but now I'm definitely not looking at the same. Um, Took him from his girlfriend, so then the girlfriend's best friend, Sean. like, if you've ever heard of the term on-site...
3: (laughs) (laughs) That was her. She's the definition. (laughs) On-site. She's a problematic friend to have, but also a good friend to
0: have because she's ready. Nikki Union... I'm a what? Yo, I gotta read the quote. I gotta read the quote. I gotta read I'm the a wh- quote. Your Precious Yo, your mama's ass, your mama's ass, your daddy's ass. That was chapter six, right? <laughs> yup. Yeah. Yup. Yep, yep, yep. That was chapter six. I could never forget it, Jesus. I could never forget it.
3: I was like in the mall. It's, no,
0: pulling up on her mama at the mall. Listen. So after she took the boy. After she took the after she took the boy from the friend from the friend, the best friend, Akweshan, pulled up on her at the schoolhouse, ready to beat her ass. Pulled up on her at the mall where her mama, ready to beat that her ass, was calling the house, leaving (laughs) messages to beat her ass. Yo, there's
1: nothing
0: we could do. Listen, 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 listen. Hold on, I gotta find this shit hold on wait no 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 hold on Uh, i'm gonna eat a cookie from hawaii yes please eat a hawaiian cookie taro flavored. because i have to find you know if i used uh yes got it boom Got it, got it, got it. If I use the Kindle, it would be faster. But I feel like I need to flip through the pages on this one because I really, this book was really shit. Um, by the time we got home from the mall, Quishan had left a string of messages on our answering machine. This was one of those old school answering machines. And my dad walked in to hear Quishan's threats. We'll just call her parents, he said. And then he made a big deal of looking her family up in a phone book, calling her mother. <laughs> Satan's mom was not impressed. What are you going to do? They kids. She let. Uh, she said, let our daughters handle it. He hung up and right away, Quishan started burning up our phone the union told her to stop and when she wouldn't we just let her run up the answer machine tape yo monkey ass dad is a snitch bitch she said i'm gonna kick his ass too dad being dad he decided to bring the whole answer machine to the police station <laughs> he played the tape for the all white pleasanton pd and the at first they were concerned then as Quishon's insults and craziness took on the feel of a stereotypical black woman comedy sketch they couldn't stifle their laughter yo monkey ass daddy is a motherfucking punk nigga snitch put them over the edge wait a blonde cop finally said trying not to smile you don't know her no i said i swear why would she do this Apparently, I hurt her feelings because I started dating her best friend's boyfriend. Excuse me, ex boyfriend. That did it. The whole station erupted into guffaws. Yo, punk I'm sorry, but ass. I would, I would have laughed too if I was. Yo, like, I monkey ass, it. daddy is a motherfucking punk nigga snitch, snitch, bitch. <laughs> Stop the nonsense. This book is fucking hilarious. And um, it's definitely one of the, it's funny because it's true. um. No, but can we talk about how that story even came about?
3: The fact that they were all sitting around the table while she was on set of being Mary Jane. And they were all talking about that one person who hated them. And she's like, nah, I got all y'all beat. And everybody after that story was like, yeah.
0: You're absolutely fucking right. Nobody... Nobody has more hatred in they heart for anybody on earth except for Quishon and you. Like when I tell you, like the bitch, they were in a car chase. Like the <laughs> bitch was ch- like all through high school, like her and her and Jason had broke up, and Quishon was still coming for that ass. Like she, she said on site, she ain't get her yet. She listen, niggas don't fight no more. Bitches don't fight no more. Back in the day, like she really wanted it. Like she was serious. So yeah, no. That was that was that was a moment. Queishan was definitely a fucking moment. And I love throughout the book how she just does that over and over and over again. Um, it's a memoir. It doesn't necessarily go in order. It's like different vignettes from her life.
3: There's always a theme that goes with whatever story she's telling you from whatever part of her childhood, and it's kind of like, I think the book does a very good job of like explaining how we go through life and how we learn lessons. And sometimes when that lesson happens to you when you're 13 or when you're 14, you're not ready. Like you don't even have the school the 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 tool set to like even understand what that lesson is that they're trying to like the world's trying to teach you. So, you know, you got to do it again when you're 26, you got to do it again when you're in your thirties and hopefully Mm -hmm. by the time you're in your thirties and your forties, you start to see the pattern and you start to understand like, Oh, this is the lesson that I I didn't pass yet. So let me go and fix that. And I think that's why like the story quote unquote jumped around and the different parts of her life. I'm like, it's, it's all focusing on a, a central, struggle that she had to overcome in her life to be okay with who she is now and to excel yeah. I think as, as a better human being not as an actress you know not a celebrity but just as a human being as
0: Gabrielle yeah. Union and oh my goodness for the
3: people who weren't getting that from the book obviously you weren't listening to it correctly you weren't reading it correctly or you were falling too much into the trap of what society teaches us somehow this is what an essay looks like. This is what a book looks like. This is how this is supposed to be done. And if it doesn't follow that, you're you like, you weren't given the skill set to understand, like, tell use the your fucking brain. Girls.
0: Tell the fucking girls. Because these hoes okay. not creative. Um, like, take a creative uh, writing, license. Like, That's the best thing. Like, there, there it is. is creative license. Take some creative license in this piece and she and she she really does that and it it's so beautiful because it really captures um it captures the non-linearness non of life really yeah, life
3: is not a straight line
0: um we were uh oh, you made a point um how you were talking about she did it not to or this is what's going to grow her as a person, not as an actress, not as a anything like that. That snapped me back to the most um, gut-wrenching part of the text, you know. Um yeah. morning, everyone. There is a sexual assault in the text. I believe so it's chapter seven. Yes, so code 261, I believe, is the, yeah, 261. So if, you know, that's not, you know, if you're not fucking with the vibes, definitely fast forward a taste. Um, But I think uh, in chapter or in 261, it does a really good job of capturing in this book overall, but in 261, really something snapped for me where I finally, un- like something, like a switch really turned off me where I understood that like... Celebrities is, is, is celebrities is niggas, bruh. Like celebrities is just regular niggas. Like you know, the celebrities are just people, and it's very easy to see that, like, when you see, like, when you meet a celebrity in person, then you see them walking down the street, like, oh yeah, these are just niggas. But when like you read the experiences, like, nah, these is just niggas. So um, Gab, uh, I'm not gonna go into detail because for me personally, I'll say when I was reading it, um, I had I was reading and listening to it in the car, in the giant parking lot, and I real live just had to like, I just, I, I, I was just to myself for like a hard 15, 20 minutes in the car, in the parking lot, just like, and it was so visceral, like, that I was triggered by the chapter, like days later. Yeah, I had to, I was in the back doing dishes and I had to
3: pause it ended up having to go to the Russian for, se- for a second. Cause like, as it was unfolding, I was like, no, nah, like, please, please give me another Avenue that we're not going to go to that. Like at this point, that is the only Avenue that's going to happen. And
0: it was, yeah. And it, it was, it was violent too. Like it wasn't, I mean, like, yeah, it was, it was a lot. She was working at Payless and the assault happened Wow, she was, like, literally about to be off the clock. Um, and tying and-
3: back to the assumption that people had that, oh, the Black girl obviously doesn't like country. So that's why she can close the store that night.
0: Right. She wasn't even... She didn't even want to be at work that night. She wanted to go to a Garth Brooks concert, but everybody wanted to go to the Garth Brooks concert. But niggas just assumed that because she was Black, she didn't like country music.
3: I like Garth Brooks, by the way. <laughs> so...
0: Thunder roll and the lightning strikes. He has a nice voice. I was say I know like point that I, I know like two point five Garth Brooks songs, but you feel me? Like I don't. I got a little sub, you know, but that you know whatever. Um, but yeah, and she's assaulted, and now she has to like go like she has to first of all i don't appreciate how her dad made her sexual assault about him like how dare you fuck with my property like what do you mean
3: boyfriend or her boyfriend either later oh we were assaulted i'm sorry were you in Payless that night i'm confused like the only person who i thought from her her experience sharing that story that actually gave her support was her sister, and I can't remember yeah. if she ever mentioned like how her mom responded to it. Um, so that's like a question I have is like, how, how did she respond to that? Oh, um, yes, no,
0: it's um, her, it's here, girl. Uh, hold on, code 62261. Remember, her mom, I mean, she doesn't really go into details of how. Um, her mom responded, but she does talk about how her mom was basically speechless. Her mom didn't know what to say because she had like any advice she had given her previously was nonsense. Like it was it it was it was it was, was moot. like it didn't it didn't apply because nobody really tangibly thinks about sexual assault.
3: Yeah, so are the many ways that it can be perpetrated on a person?
0: Yeah. Yeah, hold on. She didn't know what to say to me. I'm sure she was shocked because it happened to me. The one daughter she didn't think she had to worry about. I'd always been the strongest one, taking care of myself. They'd never seen me show fear. You move your kids to this all-white community and force them to go to these all-white schools. You think you've priced yourself out of this shit. You've done all these things, and then this happens. And that's pretty much all she says and then i mean like she goes to talk about the whole her whole recovery process and getting better and finally finding community which is something i love that she talked about in um her healing process how it was very important for her to find community which is something i've definitely talked about on previous episodes um but the thing that broke my heart which is what realized what um what made me realize so heavily just how famous niggas is just niggas
3: her assailant how he knew who she had eventually became and whatnot
0: uh no not even that she said um At UCLA, my life, so this is like after she began her healing process. At UCLA, my life was like that cartoon where someone is walking along and magically a new plank is placed before them with each new step. It felt like there was nothing beneath me, but then each visit, each story, each memory was like another plank. I had no idea where those planks were taking me, but I was hoping that healing was on the other side. Being able to function was on the other side. Not having to literally run in panic all the time was on the other side. And then before I got to the other side, I went and got famous. And if you listen, first of all, like the way it's stylized in the book itself is enough. But if you listen to the way she narrates it, like audiobooks are important, especially when they're read by the nigga that wrote them like. And she's like, and like, like the way she was re- like the way she was narrating, is like, in my life, everything was on the up and up and it was positive. And then I went and got famous. And then she just talks about how like being famous has helped uh, being famous. It just set her back because where she was like in healing, she was finally being comfortable being around people and all this niggas just be running up on her to get pictures. She can't even go in the target you know what I'm saying? And then um, oh, it was another line. Sorry, y'all. I'm quote T today. Um <laughs> yes. Um, I often get asked if my fears have decreased as I move further from the rape. No, it's more about moving from becoming a rape victim to a rape survivor. I'm selective about who I allow into my life. I can spot people who make me feel anxious or fearful uh, and they are not welcome. But with the accessibility of our culture, I can't keep boundaries. It could be the guy who grabs me yelling, you know, you want to get this picture people will grab me as i'm walking through a crowd they turn me uh they turn it into a joke but they are also not taking no for an answer no one understands how much female celebrities are physically touched and grabbed and shoved and fondled we all talk about it i can tell you how many times people and men uh people men and women feel your body oh you're just a tiny little thing i hear with someone squeezing my thigh Men take pictures and get you uh and get you under the armpit so they can feel the side of your boob. We're supposed to sit there and take it. I mean,
3: that is a whole thing of itself that is one of the reasons why I never personally wanted to become a celebrity. But can we also like put that into just women in general? I mean, traveling to and from Hawaii. I had a stewardess try to touch my hair as we're getting on a plane. I had a man reach his hand out to like fake, take my bike and like, oh, you came prepared. And it really wasn't until one of my closest friends who I went on that trip with, like we were roommates for three of the five years that I was there in undergrad. And she was like, yeah, Um, she had told me, she's like, yeah, she's like, definitely you're always seen. And in the case with her, she's like, I'm invisible. She's like, but I've been that way my entire life. She's like, I love it. Like, it allows me to move about freely. She's like, I don't envy you in the fact that you are always being seen. And like, people just feel that they can approach you, talk to you, touch you. And like, they just wouldn't do the same with other people. And I'm like, I have been contemplating over this for like the last three years of my life. I'm like, sometimes I just want to go into a room and leave. And no matter whether I'm loud, boisterous, or calm and quiet, do you are you able to like move about someone always sees you they want to hear you, hear you touch you whatever it's like uh, like no like so that part in the book yes it can definitely a celebrity thing but I also do think that it is being a minority in a room or moving about in an area that doesn't match what you look like
0: mm-hmm. but because- also oh no please go ahead no
3: because that's just to some extent how the human brain works picking out patterns and picking out what doesn't quote unquote match the pattern and for the most part a lot of people who don't live within their community that ethnically matches them you're
0: outside the pattern for sure and in addition to that i think it's entitlement like she was saying like the accessibility like entitlement yes. to access to your body and to who you are. Like, because I am the standard and you are different, I now have permission, nay, birthright, to <laughs> question your existence. Yes like i have like like i have i have access to your existence i have access to your being if i want to touch you i can touch you if i want to ask you about this part of you know like if i want to ask you about your fucking hair or whatever like you know what i'm saying like just
3: yeah and if i choose to like not engage then i'm the problem exactly like like doesn't google exist i'm so sorry doesn't it exist
0: and that goes back to what we were talking about, about the having to fit into a mold or fear being difficult. Because now if I don't do this, now I'm popping off and I'm difficult. And then on top of that, for her being in showbiz, like that is so, like that's what happened to fucking Monique, right? She got labeled difficult and we haven't seen Monique. She, this is somebody that was fucking Oscar. Did, does Monique, I'm sorry, did Monique get an Oscar for Precious or was she nominated?
3: I know that she either got an Oscar or an Emmy. I know that, um, but she definitely has at least one of the trifectas, and has you know what I'm saying? Nom or has been or, in, or has been nominated for the quote unquote trifecta. I don't think this- there's been a black actor that has achieved the trifecta yet. Um, yes, they have. Whoopi's an EGOT.
0: They're they're black oh, EGOTs.
3: Oh, okay, they're black EGOTs. Oh, I think John Legend is an
0: EGOT too. Yeah. There, there, there are I mean, a couple you know, of like you
3: you got his songs
0: the musics yeah the music oh, okay. for I'm all like, the the musics but, the, mm-hmm, the musics you know. he he wasn't jazz but girl we not that's not to we're not gonna talk about that today yeah. that's that's a whole different episode but um no um uh my my point though Monique an academy award uh an academy recognized actress his not been given serious work in like eleven years. Oh, she
3: has a because globe. she was
0: labeled difficult. Like, I mean, Monique. I, I mean, like, I feel like she's gotten work here and there. But like me personally, I can't think of. Have we heard of her being nominated for any Oscars, Emmys, anything like that? Have we seen her on the major motion mo- motion picture? Precious was fucking huge. How do you go from being like? awarded that, but now Oprah, Tyler Perry, and Lee Daniels have pushed the narrative that she's difficult, and now she's not getting work. As funny and talented, even though Monique is like, you know, Auntie Monique a little problematic, but all of our Black faves are job problematic. So, you know what I'm saying? Just to speak to that, being labeled difficult in Hollywood and show business, that is the kiss of death to your career. To life. Two in whatever avenue you choose to be in, because they were
3: already suspecting that you were going to be difficult.
0: Just by virtue of you walked in the door and <laughs> ig. Yeah. <it's, laughs> they just don't go come in here and nig it up.
3: Unfortunately, the uncomfortability that non-people of color have simply because as a society, we do not push, we do not truly push intermingling with each other and actually learning and understanding each other we don't actually push that push we just in we just put it a- we just want to we just want a photo we just want a photo we want a photo Hey, i i'll color the rainbow photo boom got it good we're done we're diverse you we got it we understand each other and it's like
0: saying don't be good words because there are like two avenues that like i could take this down but like i just i'm afraid i'm gonna forget one so let me write down one um I want to speak to the first thing that we were talking about in terms of agency and I'm going to get that bodily agency, uh, thing that I want to get out the way. And then I want to come back to diversity and who's at the table, because I know, you know, what story I want to talk about. Um, <laughs> um, but the bodily agency uh, in terms of bodily agency, right? So in talking about, um, her sexual assault and talking about her healing from that, the struggle she goes through, um, with being literally manhandled in the fucking street that she's going to Target and shit, or even the situation she was talking about where she was at um at dinner or a brunch with uh, D Wade and the kids, and that family. white woman come came up to her because she didn't want to give her an autograph and like grabbed her by the arm,
3: and then tried to chastise. Their more outspoken child who was like, not now, but the one where her friend was dying of cancer. And like, I'm sorry, if you've ever seen anyone battling chemo, you don't necessarily need them to tell you that they're battling chemo. And if you were to happen to come across a celebrity talking to someone, especially in the the, close to the final stages of life, like, come on now. Like you, you saw that person. You can still go tell people you saw the person if you really need to have that you know, affirmation. Okay, cool. But like, like no. learn, read, read no. the room. You don't need to interrupt. No. Like, like, no, me. but like,
0: that's the thing. People don't have boundaries because they feel like they have access to her. And another way in which she made it clear that people feel like they have access, um, to her is, uh, her pussy. Her pussy. Everybody's like, "Oh, I get about my pussy, boy!" Like everybody always on her pussy, boy. Like, damn, oh. when she like, was. Are you sure you're not pregnant? Are you sure you're not pregnant? Are like, you sure you're oh not pregnant? God. And how so she was like, she be pregnant. having this bruh, she be having to send uh, D Wade to the store to get her tampons because if she go to the store to get the tampons, the headline is, "Oh, Gab is on her period. Watch mm-hmm. out!" But if D goes to the store to get him oh, look what a good boyfriend he is. And like, see how we vilify women in the media.
3: And the fertility dynamic where people just assume if a couple is doing IVF, it has to be the woman. Sometimes it's not the woman that in quote unquote is the problem, which it we shouldn't even have to use that term anyways of it problem. being a problem. If like two people oh. are choosing to, to try to have a child, like let them handle that. In, in in peace in private right. because it's already right. going to be a roller coaster for the two of them like right. that is not somewhere you need to be
0: right or even or even simply when people ask her when are you having kids and she has to be like did you ask my husband
3: oh oh yeah no that's i use that at work all the time when it comes in regards to people saying oh you smile for me i will literally point to one of my male coworkers. you're gonna ask him to smile too And then they get real uncomfortable real quick. Like, like what? You think what you said to me was unproblematic. I'm just demonstrating to you how problematic it is.
0: Okay. Like. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm, listen.
3: Repeat when people say messed up things to you is the greatest advice I got. When people say messed up things to you, repeat the statement to them.
0: And just look how.
3: Repeat it back to them and just look at their faces. They understand what they just said to you.
0: Mm-mm. They don't. So, so you be hoping that they understand the dumbassness, the full dumbass, the weight of the dumbassness of the things that they said, but they don't always. And it is a little, it's a tad stressful. But we pray for better times. Yes. <laughs> um. But yeah. Or even the even um. Even the, on on the note of pussies and things, the expectation. The expectations for pussy maintenance while we, while we on the topics of pussies. It's expensive. I feel like everybody, everybody with a vagina should get a tax credit.
3: (laughs) I obviously, I, yes. Mm -hmm. I actually just started thinking, thinking about the amount of money I spent just up to this point in the, in the first six months of 2021. Like, no,
0: Oh, tampons menstrual cups um feminine hygiene wash waxes exfoliation for the for the side parts because we don't do ingrowns please, i'm
3: gonna I'm do a side note please exfoliate M- male woman non-binary exfoliation is Listen. your friend for your entire body if you okay, got some get, skin it's good for you once a week all you gotta do is exfoliate
0: week. exfoliate I get
3: so many compliments on how soft the skin is they're like what do you do exfoliate
0: okay word to dairy word to dairy from dairy beauty okay Yeah. wash your neck exfoliate (laughs) that's what the doll said okay um but yeah it was a whole ass chapter where she talks about how women are expected like not only is our pussy expected to smell like 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 the like strawberry melon like like uh uh love spell and uh what's ba- bath and body works twilight woods and shit yeah <laughs> oh, expected and
3: then, and then how it's supposed to look like they come in all shapes and sizes. <gasps>
0: Bruh, can we talk about yes. what the first time she was about to have sex she stopped and she said, "Oh my god." I have a black pussy. What is he gonna think? I have a black pussy. Yeah, and that's she, another she, thing she, I love about this book. It's so very candidly. Oh, I didn't bump the microphone. Everything. The the this book is so candidly written. Like I feel like I'm just like I'm kicking with gas.
2: Yes,
3: yes, yes. Oh god. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. Oh the whole you know, played right. softball my whole life. So always been around like at least 10 other girls. And I'll never forget, we were sitting at the house and the mom was, you know, doing the white mom thing of drinking her wine and trying to give us young ladies some advice about moving about with boys. And oh, I'll God. never forget that she referred to it as being pink. And I just assumed that she was talking about the outside of the vagina. And I was like, mine is not pink. And then they're like, yes, it is. I said, it is not pink on the outside. I don't know what you're talking about. They're like, no, no. we were talking about the inside, like as like the whole thing. I was like, well, like, just so you know, mine is not pink on the outside, okay? Like, no. Like
0: it doesn't just get down there and magically change colors. That's not how that works.
3: It matches the rest of me, okay? Yeah.
0: But yeah, no. And she she literally rode around town searching for cranberry juice even though she ended up drinking cranberry juice cocktail searching for yogurt even though Mm -hmm. she ended up using danon vanilla (laughs) to try to cure herself of a yeast infection because you can't just step to these niggas and say, I have a yeast infection because niggas don't understand how the vagina works. Meanwhile, these niggas will walk around with, with with grease and ball sweat hanging for months.
3: Yeah. Or the fact that they will engage in activities with a woman who has a yeast infection and then go and engage in activities with another woman who does not have a yeast infection. And sir, you could like, no, Throwing the pH get, off. Yeah, like that that it Listen, matters. And like I'm you, you
0: girl you like, I'm could not get even to a point. this is why I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Listen, I'm afraid to get back to fucking. You feel me? Because you know I was in a relationship, then I took a break, and now I'm about to get back in these streets. I'm afraid to get back to fucking because you be fucking with these niggas, they be throwing your pH off. you be like, What is this? What is this? I'm
3: oh, that's crazy. And that has occurred to me only once in my life and I had a sit down conversation with them. Every time I engage in activities with you, I end up with a yeast infection. I'm gonna need you to wash better, or you no longer have access to this.
0: That is just where we're at dirty work bruh because these niggas don't be knowing they body but then also they shit is so external that it doesn't affect them that they don't care but also there isn't an onus on them to care like niggas are allowed to be dirty it's just an idea that like oh we're 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 manual labor Ah, sweat girl we dirty me man <laughs> but- yeah <laughs> so uh, but then that also shout out to the read. I don't know if you listened to the read. It was a whole episode about how Shawty was like, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I'm tired of my boyfriend because we've been we we we've been fucking, but I don't like to. He don't like to. I think it was like he don't like to give me head, but every time I give him head, I hate uh, giving him head because it has a sour taste and it smells funky. No, and you're still doing. it no you're still doing it
3: i mean you could even do the politely slide in of like hey babe like you know let's go hop in the shower with quick or something
0: girl the man had gonorrhea the man had gonorrhea smell it i can smell and taste we can't wash that off that is internal there's green i'm yelling at this there's green crust (laughs)
3: no Hello. no was green cr- no no that recounts a story i heard where my friend oh, said she was touching things and she felt a bump and she tried to turn the light he said what are you doing i said i would have got my clothes and left immediately after that like no i was like which is why i never do anything with the lights off i need to see and understand everything oh, she be
0: fucking with the lights on i just need to see
3: and understand everything you
0: be happening. fucking in the mirrors and staring at your own posterior <laughs>
3: Basically, on, Meg got hey, that hey, line for me. Meg got that line for me. She knew. I am. I, I am an Aries, so you know we kind of like ourselves a lot.
0: Listen, hey girl, Aquarians too, and you know Meg's an Aquarius, so we fam. We under we there's so much understanding. But yeah, no, Gav just gets into so many uh, just like good fucking rich topics. Um
3: but why we're on the topic of her and her freedom and liberation when it comes to sex, can we talk about how she's leading the next generation and, and having that conversation? The story that <laughs> she got in, where that girl recounted about how she was giving sexual favors to this boy. I think she was performing oral sex on him. And, you she know, like, I, I wanted to suck his
0: dick, so I sucked this dick.
3: She was like, okay, did he give you head, though? Like, did, did that occur? No. She's like, well, if you guys are friends and, you know, that's the kind of friendship you want to have you should be receiving something as well too. And she said another line after that. And I was like, if I'm too, if I'm going to be blessed to have kids, that is kind of the dynamic that I want to be able to have with my kids. Cause for the most part, my parents weren't as blunt as that, but they were very open about that because I -hmm. am the result of a teen pregnancy. Um, so like my parents were always very open about that and like making sure that you understood and you, you understood the power and control that you have when it, Comes to engaging activities and how the activities are supposed to be pleasurable for both parties and not just one, and to see each other as people and not as objects for your own sexual gratification.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, she she's. When I tell you, Gab, it was, it was this book that encouraged me that it's time to hop back on the saddle. Wank. You feel me? Like. I, you know what I'm saying. I was on the pussy moratorium, and I, I was. It was when she, she was like, "What advice do you have for young girls dating?" And she was just like, "Fuck, do fuck, them fuck, all. fuck, 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 do fuck them everything, all. fuck everything you see. You can't take the pussy with you when you go." I was like, "Gab, you are right. I can't take the pussy with me when I go. I Wait, have to use um, it okay, now." Sorry.
3: No, now that you've said that, and I don't know if I'm going to want this part to stay in the podcast because this person may listen to it, but that's the month that I got back on the saddle after my relationship. And now that I think about it, Gab was speaking to me in my dreams.
0: Hey, listen, I'm telling you, I read this book and I was like, Gab. You thinking the good thoughts, you saying the good words. I need to get (laughs) with these niggas, figure out what I want to do with these hoes at this point. Because, all right, I'm the next generation. Gab wrote this book for me, (laughs) for a wretch like myself.
3: Yeah, were we also trying to figure out who she gave that advice to, the up and coming uh, black female
0: um, actress as well too? She's a an up-and-coming black actress. The only person Catrell could think of was Ryan Destiny.
3: Yes. And isn't she she's with that fine, that very fine man from that Netflix show. That's how I was introduced to him from the Netflix show. And then he wasn't he um he was in another TV show too. I didn't know his name. I just would like see him when I would watch those shows. And I'm like, oh, he's very nice. And then I went mm. and found his Instagram and then I saw Ryan next to him. I said, Well, girl, you did good.
0: There it is. Good. Oh, that was the one he was in the new edition movie.
3: Yeah. Okay. That's what it was. Cool. It was like you are, you are very. No, he very was fine. Nice.
0: He is very fine. You're very
3: nice. And like, he's like, like he was the kind of the the kind of finest that like he knew he was fine, but he wasn't cocky about it. Because men were cocky about it. I'd be like, look, I'm the best thing in this room. So yeah.
0: you could just move. oh okay, ain't got time for all that there. Whew. Okay. This book is so fucking ah okay i got three more things that i want to talk about and we got to get through them quickly because we are fucking this the we have this just we could be here all day talking about this damn book if we really wanted to wanted to okay so i want to get back to the thing that we we're talking about with the whole diversity and it boils down to not having people in the room and that's why we having problems
3: it's it's not even the basic thing of having people in the room, it's about having the right people in the room
0: and having all the people in the room. Correct. Correct. Gab talks about this and it was so the way she did like again, just the vignettes. Like niggas will tell you a life story. But they don't tell you... Niggas will tell you a life story and be like, here, now make what you make of it. But Gab tells you what to make of it while still leaving you to have your own interpretation, which is what I love so much about this book. Um, so when she was talking about Prince's parties <clears throat> and how he would have the parties and they were exclusive and you know, you have to be invited even so much. So the first time she got her invitation, she was rolling with her friend and her friend who was also a very famous actress didn't get invited and they stopped her at the door. It was like, yeah, so you You can't come in. But the friend was like, you have to go. And she was like, I'm my girl. That's a real
3: friend. That is a real friend.
0: That is a real friend that did not block her blessings and her prosperity. Um, but I love that whole chapter and like she spends a lot of time talking about Prince parties and how her um, going to Prince parties over the year evolved from years evolved from her first time getting to go to her like you know to her experience over the years basically Um, and she basically talks about that's how she learned like that's how people really get jobs. You don't get jobs, or especially in Hollywood and in the entertainment industry, you don't get jobs by applying in auditioning. It's when you go into audition, and somebody that's already on the project is like, yeah, I met her at this place. She cool. I met them, I met them at Uh, This party they cool and it's really having somebody that can speak for you The reason why people of color and minorities don't get jobs is because they are not in the parties They are not in those spaces where the execs are mingling There's nobody to vouch for them in the auditions. It's the same five white people vouching for the same white five white people over and over again because that's the community they co-mingle in.
3: Yeah, I can think of at least two white actresses that I'm like, they're in at least three blockbuster movies a year. And it's getting to the point that I could tell that the characters are supposed to be playing are, are supposed to have different attributes and, you know, personality traits but that actress is not able to deliver that yet. They still keep getting jobs and they wonder why movie sell tickets are going down. Maybe if you would have given an opportunity, especially when the uh, script does not entail that it has to be a white woman with a white male love interest or whatnot, like, come on. And the fact that you film most of these movies in quote unquote metropolitan areas. So that means their entire friend group could be a colorful rainbow or could have two colors of the rainbow, but like, come on now. Like yeah. you tell me y'all are in LA or in Atlanta. And uh, even in the background, all I'm seeing is a sea of white. Yeah. i can drive to LA in 20 minutes in several different areas. And I'm not going to see a sea of white. There, exactly. There's going to be, there's going to be a large, <laughs> large waves of different people coming through.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was just such a good, all encompassing word for, um, It was a good all encompassing word, but also definitely um, it sat very well next to the big lesson she learned in her life, which is that she doesn't have to separate herself from herself to get places. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: It's like I shouldn't have to separate myself from myself, right? So, like herself and also her people. To get places, but also like me being me should be enough to get me into these rooms where people are commingling, where I can get work. Right, like okay. we all should be. We all should be good enough to be around each other to do things.
3: Yes. Or the iconic moment that I really wish I would have been able to see was Whitney, Mary J. Blige, and Mariah Carey all standing next to each other. Yeah, that moment i was like oh, i definitely if i was a waiter at that party i would have
0: dropped the whole train evaporated <laughs> evaporated <laughs> i, like, I, I would have evaporated and risen to sitteth on the left hand of the lord stop fucking playing with me
3: like what i was like and when they said that i was like i don't ever think i've seen them quote unquote being caught by paparazzi hanging out with each other and it just made me happy to know that like even though these women are vastly different and their personal personas and the little tidbits they have shared about their like their true selves and not their celebrity self. Um that's usually fabricated by a publicist, fun fact. Um Yeah. Like it, it's nice. It was nice to for her to share that tidbit. And I'm hoping that like their their approval and agreements into having that tidbit shared about them. Like Yeah. There's room at this table for fucking everybody. Oh, am So tired. Of people acting as if there isn't room because there's right. Only, right now there's only not room because y'all are causing a conjunction at, at the spot where we're supposed to go sit in our seats because you think there's not enough chairs but you're not even in the room yet to know if there's not enough chairs
0: basically and oh. guess what you could
3: do you could build more chairs bro
0: uh, we all have our own table we could all have our own room honestly scarcity is a fucking mindset Ooh. And that leads me on to my next point. Um, Speaking of scarcity, scarcity makes me think of worse.
2: (laughs) Oh, God.
0: You know
3: what I want to talk about.
0: Big bank, (laughs) big little bank. bank. I
3: can't listen to that song to save no more because I'd be like, nah, fuck that. If all the little banks come together, we could take the big bank down. Okay. Shut
0: up. Shut up. You know that song is on this month's playlist too.
3: I know. I saw it. I was, I looked at it. I was like, she not right for that. She not right for that.
0: <laughs> I love this month's playlist. This month's playlist is hard as hell.
3: Big Sean's verse in that song was my shit. I will crop you out of the photo. That is literally how I'm functioning. But I'm so ruthless, I'm gonna leave your ass there. And they'll be like, oh no da, no, no, who's that? You don't have them tag. I'll be like, who's who?
0: I'm confused. It's like I don't see him. Who you pointing to? Yeah, no. Nah.
3: You talking about my shoes? Oh, I got them from here. It's okay,
0: girl. Please, but um, I want to talk about this. Is the only chapter in the book I ain't like. <laughs> I ain't like this chapter because I didn't understand the moral of the story. I it, actually honestly wish she didn't tell us because <laughs> hopefully me, you can tell me the moral because I is, didn't it get eye-dying.
3: it. It has me sigh-eyeing
0: D-Wade. Fuck, the fuck out of D-Wade. It's like, you know what? Everything that you've done with that fine young woman, Zaya, over there and the support and the loving and nurturing household and the supports that you're providing for that young woman and our future president over there, that's the only reason. It- Gad clearly adores you. So that's the only reason I'm going to let this cook. But I have questions. I mean, I there. Oh, okay. Let me, let me, I'll, I'll, I'll summarize. You and y'all need to read the book because it's definitely more complex than I will remember to break it down for you all. But basically when they were getting married in their prenup negotiations, clearly D Wade is, you know, richer than her because he is in the, NBA he is he is an NBA baller uh, and has you know various enterprises you know what I'm saying getting rings and doing bad bitch activity however you did not
3: call him a bad bitch
0: D-Wade is a bad bitch you know what I'm saying? D-Wade is a bad bitch. Look at he has wine. Stop playing with me. And this is definitely a bad bitch wine, and his, too. And his
3: suits are always tailored to the drinks.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like he's he's always giving. Like Zaya definitely, you know what I'm saying? She gets her her looks from uh from that a is, place, you know, yes. the style, the style factor, it didn't come from out of nowhere. Um In their prenup negotiations, at one point, Gab's team came forth and produced a number, right? She had to come forth and like show her net worth and she moves forth with the number and the team comes forth and it's like, no, actually you're worth less.
3: Well, they phrased it as we think you're worth less than that. And then she like broke it down, like less than that, worthless, worth. And then she's like, oh, tried it on a different, my different acting voices, worthless. You're saying I'm worthless.
0: Worthless. Any, when you put the words worth less together at any point in time, even if you put less worth, you can put the the moral comes out about the same. Um, and basically I just, I, I I didn't, I didn't understand the, I mean, I, and she breaks it down. Like they, they understand both the fear. They had both gone through messy ass divorces where they had been like wiped out, dragged no through prenups. the mug, right? Cause they had no prenups by like less than deserving partners. Um, well I can say that on Gab's end. I don't know what happened on D-Wade's end. I can't speak on that previous relationship. Cause I read about y'all. And <laughs> first of all, Gabrielle Union was married in the early 2000s. <laughs> I completely, I didn't know this, but she was married. The nigga was hideous. Go read about him. Um, and, but
3: hey and like the exact opposite of what she'd ever been with, and that talk from her sister's friend about you've never dated a man that was darker than you. Let's listen, talk about that listen,
0: listen so she, we don't even get food. time. We don't even get time to get into that subject today. We don't even get time, but just I don't understand how. I don't know. I don't know. And maybe I need to do a little bit more living. I need to do a little bit more money-making, but I don't understand how you could be a, um, you know, an athletic phenom, a financial dynamo, and Mm -hmm. be pressing pennies for somebody that you love Telling them, come live in my house. Why you still own your other house? Why you still da 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 It's like, you want me to come and live and be dependent on you and with you and all of this. But then when it gets to the prenup, you pressing me out. And I don't know, I get they, they've worked it out and it all makes sense. And I can't wait for her book that's coming out in <laughs> this September because I hope that there's... <laughs> I hope she clears that up. <laughs> Because I really need to understand what the moral of the story was with D Wade putting D Wade's team putting her through the ringer.
3: I mean, firstly, it was his team team doing their job and protecting their client. They have no emotional attachment to her, it's protecting their client. And her team. Potentially, because, you know, you and I haven't seen all the documents and what that number was, could have done a a better job potentially at um, marketing that number to his team. Um, And I honestly do believe that they probably just let the teams handle it and only like snippet notes was delivered back to each person Mm. um, to go from there. And hopefully it was delivered in a very just like, hey, like this is just a factual thing. This isn't about our love. But I also think it was kind of like showing what the new age of woman has to deal with when it comes to working with the traditional idea of what a woman is supposed to be bringing to the table compared to a man and what's supposed to be provided. And then at the same time as as separate individuals protecting yourselves Um, and like how that goes. And just with this dynamic, it was a little bit more on the traditional side where he did have more money. He did have more power because what Big if the world were
0: takes reverse bank? No, but the sad part is, I mean, but look at that. That's what we're looking at now with Bacardalus and Offset. I'm not going to lie. I'm wondering what's going on. I mean, shout out to Cardi B for being pregnant and then beautiful photos that came out. But remember when they was about to get divorced, it was all types of conversation about even though Cardi B is a is a is is a for is a force and an empire on her own because uh, I can't remember is it in the state of Georgia I can't remember if it was Georgia or New York one of those states because of where it is that they're married and where it is that they reside she would have to give half of her money to offset
3: yeah that's why I always joke and tell people I'm like hey California is a communal state also, um there's a few attorneys that I follow on Instagram and TikTok, and one of them is a divorce attorney. She talks about like, it. She's what? like, when people she's like, when people tell me they don't want a prenup, like I hope they realize that if you don't have your own prenup in place, you are agreeing to whatever that state standard prenup is. For so example, oh, whatever what state.
0: The, what is that, girl? No. What animal is that? No. Animal? No, a mom, girl. Oh, oh, I thought oh oh and wine. <laughs> Oh, Oh, no, 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 it's okay it's
3: okay.
2: no, ah.
0: Ah 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 Whew, but you didn't drop the glass though. That was that was that was stressful. Okay. Whew. I apologize. you good Yes, ma'am. Okay. Just <laughs> make sure I don't I don't mess with us either. I'm so um, sorry. That I was traumatizing.
3: No, but like to my understanding, if that was the case of what you read where they said that because of the state they're living in, they would have to split their, their assets 50-50 that just means that they didn't have a prenup. But there's one thing she can look into doing, which Offset probably team won't agree with, is having a post-prenup. Um, Again, this is information that I learned from watching an actual attorney's like TikTok, where she talked about it, where you can have a prenup that happens like afterwards. And everyone, regardless of whether you're rich, poor, might be rich, might stay poor, might become middle-class, might stay middle-class, get a prenup. To where whatever you all came into the marriage, like that's what you all respectively leave with. And as assets, you know, accumulate during your marriage. It can be discussed upon then, while you're still in love with each other, how you want those assets to go. Because things get real different when someone feels jaded, or when someone still wants the relationship to work, and the other party doesn't necessarily want that.
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I, um, mm. I'm, I have already decided. I'm I understand, understand why Oprah ain't get married. That's all <laughs> I'ma say. When I was a youth, I was, I was, I was blinded by. Um, societal, the societal love. expectations uh, and I didn't understand why Oprah wasn't married and they have a kid and why I remember that one time Oprah had the episode was like oh something's wrong with my daughter a member of my family and it was like her dog was depressed or something like that and then they had like a special episode on like a, like the dog therapist or some shit hey, I remember that episode hey, for me and that's and important and that is important but I understand that now as well but what I'm saying is, I understand why Oprah's not married. That's a lot of money to have to divide and have to give to somebody one day, maybe.
3: That's why you get a good a good attorney who can write you a solid prenup that can't be broken.
0: I'm telling you, as soon as I make me a little bit of coin, I'm telling you, as soon as I make me $5, I'm getting me a lawyer. And I'm finna figure out how I'm gonna split it five different ways. <laughs> we gonna make it stretch, baby. Yeah, no. Ooh.
3: Her marriage is no, it worked because she talked about afterwards, like how the wedding, like you know, she signed it. She had her feelings about it. They discussed it and Mm. had the best night of their life.
0: Yeah, no, she. I
3: I mean, if she told her bridesmaids, you know, they was glaring. You know, extra tequila was probably ordered because they're like,
0: "I don't want me to say shit," but I want to say shit. (laughs) Listen, come on, open bar. I've been in that job behind a bar drink and mm-hmm. asked for the prenup. Actually, when well, no, I'm thinking
3: about that, that's probably why LeBron and his wife potentially maybe waited as long as they did to get married. Because people had a whole problem with that, too. Listen. Big bank take little bank.
0: Listen, you
3: know, I'm, I'm fine with that. Let a man with a big pink come take my little bank. I'll be fine. Oh, no.
0: It's, it's scary, still twice. It's... Uh, Jesus, please don't let me have. I don't want to say please don't let me have the bigger bank because I want the biggest bank. I just, (laughs) oh God, I don't want to have to be responsible for getting these niggas in order. Okay. Last point because we are rapping. This is probably gonna be the longest episode of the Cheers podcast ever. Um (laughs) we talk a lot, it's cool. We have something so I know. This is how we be on (laughs) this is how we be on the book reviews too, y'all. Y'all should come. Y'all should fucking come. Y'all need to get in on the gang gang so that you can come and, you know, sip wine with us and talk about these books with us and things of that nature. Um, Take care of yourself. When she hit us with the... Oh, God.
3: I mean, me recently going into therapy myself, that section of the book definitely hit with me. Um, especially with her life coach, who like asked her to name things she liked, and I—I I mean, we like we could talk about the fact that she said invitation crab, which is Bruh. Yeah, come, come on, girl. Like, no, I—I I don't even have a bank close to the Bruh. bank you had when you first started acting out a- acting, and I—I I don't like invitation crab. The I get upset trainer I guy it.
0: heated. Was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yani <laughs> say real (laughs) crap
3: like no but like that whole concept i got it because like i kind of i was driving to long beach so i paused it and i was like let me name things that i like i was like damn at least gabby did better than me like so that is definitely a part if you are on your journey you know discovering your own mental health needs and whatnot definitely Mm -hmm. take that free advice that gabby gave us from her
0: personal uh coach yeah also the her life coach gave her that great um that great speech that she ended up later putting in being mary jane was just like so what happened did you get her house did you get her car did you get the guy <laughs> <laughs> when, she was oh, yeah, when she was talking about yes. the other girl, and it's like, okay, so what did you gain? Did you get a house? Did you get the car? Did you get the guy? Like they're just, just 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 gems, jewels, diamonds, rubies, precious stones up in this book. But
3: honestly, if I had the time and energy, I would run around to every little group of high school girls and boys because they do the same thing too, just in a different way, and ask them those questions. What are you gaining by doing this? Like yeah. How do you feel? Do you feel yucky? Because you should.
0: Not yucky, because you should.
3: Yes, yes. yes. Sometimes kitty words are the best words to describe because no, regardless of your education level, you understand the message that was delivered.
0: Precious God. <laughs> um. But yeah, no. Uh, Gab talks about the importance of caring for yourself and putting yourself first. Um, And by putting yourself first, also putting the things that are most important to you and for you in healthy relationships first, right? And she uses this by talking about a friend who had, or was diagnosed with breast cancer But because they were afraid to receive a diagnosis, um, because they were afraid of what that diagnosis would then do to their work life and how it would impact, um, you know, the way they would be able to move about, they just did not go and get the diagnosis until it became, you know, too late to, you know, do something about. And, yeah, basically... She put it off to the point where it became stage four right as to where maybe if they would have caught it earlier, who knows maybe something might have been able to have been done um <clears throat> but then we also go here or we also can see on the story of gabbing, you know now like, okay, well, I am a celebrity. I have to use my resources. I have to go to this advocacy group and this person to this person. I have to get her on this trial for this medication and this and this, and this and this and this and this and this. and she just starts like running herself ragged to become an activist in order to get her friend into these rooms all and I don't want to say all for not but and it doesn't necessarily you know
3: in the way that she would have liked it for it to have ended
0: there it is thank you I was gonna say not for not but it doesn't necessarily go the way that it she wanted to go and then she has a realization close to the end of her friend's life where she's just like I spent all this time trying to activate and trying to do all this when I could have been spending time with my friend. Like like you have to take care of what matters. Like taking care of you boils down to taking care of what matters. Like I, it, oh God, like I, I wanna get into it, but y'all really just need to read this book. And that's where I'ma stop. That's the last thing I got. Y'all need to read this book yeah i really mean yeah. brilliant
3: yes and she even like talks about her dark moments that we all have potentially used at one point or another to get over things like the plethora of men and or alcohol and you know and that was like right before she met her life coach and everything and basically just trying to drown yourself with distractions as my own therapist likes to say like yeah and eventually the distractions just become background noise, and whatever it was you're running from is staring you in the face because it's not going away. You have Correct. to go through it, not ra- not around it.
0: Correct. Yeah. Correct. Ooh. Yeah. Precious love.
3: Yes, I they- I do like on a side note. I do did love the fact that she used like James Baldwin quotes throughout her book and W. E. B. Du Bois as well too. Um, yeah. So those are people I actually had to, I, I discovered through my own readings and or through a class I took that specifically about African-Americans
0: and black people. Yeah.
3: Taught by a black professor at that.
0: How rare. Oh, <laughs>
3: oh, oh yes. She went to Berkeley and Stanford. That was, and, and she did not speak like your typical professor you would have, um, I guess expected. And that's what she said on day one. She's like, I'm from Oakland. So it is what it is, y'all. And whatever Bay Area slang that she said that I I just can't do because I'm not from the Bay
0: Bay. Area. That's my favorite fucking place in this country. But, yeah, just the goodness, the richness. This book is just real as shit. Like, whoever you think Gab, Union, Wade is, throw that away and get into the real Gab with this book. This book is real as shit.
3: Yes, or throughout your childhood, if you ever like at one point in time, like kind of became obsessed with her, or like was really drawn to her, read the book and you will understand why. I
0: understand, why. <laughs> you'll we understand didn't even get, why. We didn't even get to. We didn't even get to unpack her just being an icon for dark skinned girl. I did a quote on an earlier episode, so you can go and listen to that episode. But we didn't even get to unpack her just being iconic for dark-skinned black women and everything that she did just to uplift dark-skinned black women in the room stop can't please I'm she has a off. whole
3: chapter she has a whole chapter on it read it
0: Control alt delete i'm logging out on these hosts because this book i cannot take go get you this book because you are going to need more wine. So maybe order two bottles of the Wade Blanc. I think a lot of places where you might order it might give you a minimum order of two bottles anyway.
3: (laughs) And he has a rosé one on there too. So,
0: Listen, switch it up. Switch it up, get you some wine, and curl up with this book. It will touch you on the inside. And let's prep for her book that's coming out in September. I can't fucking wait to read it. It will definitely be another book, Gang Selection. Maybe not the month it comes out, because I think I might have to sit with it privately for a minute before making it a Gang Selection. Maybe you and I, like, we can read I'm it together.
2: Pre-order.
0: I'm going to pre-order it. You and I can read it together. I don't know if we're going to share with the girls. I mean, if any y'all can all read whatever y'all want to read. But, I, yeah, yeah. but this, is, this, is, this is a great book. And I'm happy that we chose it. It came at the right time. It definitely came at the right time for me in terms of thinking about who I've been, the decisions I've made growing up, why I moved in certain spaces the way that I did, and how I want to take control over my life going forward. Um,
2: yeah. Yeah.
3: Definitely for me as well too. It it came at the right moment on my own journey and you know, dealing with my mental health, um, and dealing with how I want to operate moving forward in my life and basically just doing what we talked about with the last section of the book, taking care of what matters, taking care of yourself, doing what matters.
0: Yeah. Ooh. Yes. What a text. What a text, everyone. Go get that shit today. Desilet girl, thank you so much for this riveting conversation. Appreciate you so much for for having these words with me, for sharing your thoughts with me again on this book. And I'm so happy we were able to break it down one more time. Thank you
3: so much for having me on. I have truly enjoyed this experience. Um, It's been spectacular. Yes. I love it. Thank love you.
0: It. Thank you. y'all. Need we to join you. book gang.
3: You need to join book gang. I'm not playing with y'all.
0: Listen, listen. We out here. We fucking turn it up. Uh, yeah, we fucking turn it up. We drinking. We drinking and we reading. Ho, come in. We reading. Ho. Yeah, yeah. you could
3: be out. You could be outside reading.
0: <laughs> okay, I would be outside reading.
3: Yeah. Go to a nice park and watch nice shirtless men read their books outside too. Look at that. I did do that in Studio City. He literally walking around book. I was like, oh, I'm going bring you. my dog next time. I'm bring my dog next time.
0: That's really always outside with these hoes. We love, <laughs> we love to see it. We love to see it. All right, girl. Well, we going to get up. Shout out to you. Shout out to Gab. Cheers one more time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
3: Oh wow, I finished more than half this bottle Okay mm-hmm. I'm ordering takeout If I gotta eat tonight, I gotta get takeout now I
1: was about to say, ain't no cooking finna happen night I you know these all go back and forth, bro. That's being her, tree hawker. Should've steady, but her knees longer. It's the sleepwalker, her, she got the feet called this Her spit is outrageous, don't ask what it costs me. Two nines in the car, her the bodies be must speak. When the ice hit the light, even may Ray tossing me. Nigga ain't no keeping up with what is y'all thinking. Working overtime time, yeah, I barely see my sheet Time finding thing your bitch And I ain't getting beauty sleep. Gotta hit up with if you was trying to get to me. Cause my schedule fillin' up on book from summer to the spring. Ain't nobody going hotter. How about you when so and so but it's a difference between a puppet and who run the show. I walked the magic city, books and bands, letting hunters go. All this ice drippin' on my body like a money
0: nose. Told y'all y'all I was gon' love Deshalet. She is hilarious, amazing, cutthroat. Everything that you need. Everybody needs a Dejolay in their life. Thank you so much, sis, for that conversation. I'm so hurt that we didn't really get to talk about Zaya. I know that Ziya not in the book because Zaya wasn't Zaya at the time that this book was written. However, reading about Gab, her history, her background, how she became the woman that she is today... The way she champions for her stepdaughter, the way she does, I can only imagine what the dynamic is like in the household, how her and Dwayne influence each other. How I can imagine based on just my knowledge of interactions between men and women, how she probably has influenced Dwayne and learned him some how receptive she is to the youth. So the kind of support I can only imagine that she, uh, I love that family. I really do love that family. I can't wait for Gab's second book. Because, like, literally the tagline of her book... No, the name of her book is You Got Anything Stronger. And the tagline is Because I Had More Shit to Say. So excited for that. It's going to be amazing. I don't have a drunk tale today. Just because I really don't feel like it. Hopefully I'll be in the drink-in-the-face spirit next week. We'll see. But... I do have a drink in the face. The drink in the face is also associated with another niggulation. I think that I'm, yes, we're gonna have two niggulations on this episode for the first time in Cheers history. We're gonna have two niggulations. Niggulations 1864. Let my people go. Let my motherfucking people go. I'm so tired of just the oppressive systems that oppress me, that oppress my girls, my family, my niggas like everything. I'm tired. All my niggas in the whole wide world, listen to me, I'm tired. Let my fucking people go, bruh. Like, just let us live in fucking peace. Let black women just be black women without all of this extra added fucking nonsense, pressure, expectation. Let niggas just exist in general without your speculation, without your entitlement to who we are the things we should be doing all of that I'm just fucking tired this whole situation with Shakari Richardson has grieved me like it, it grieves me as a black woman As a loud black woman that wears long weave and long nails, I can't, and long lashes, I can't run fast worth a damn, but my mouth moves just as much as hers does. As a proud weed smoker, it pains me to see what she is going through. It pains me that she apologized. It pains me to see just abuse of white systems, white systems that enable them to do whatever it is that they want to do while making it unacceptable for us to do it. I am vexed that society is disgustingly obsessed with trying to humble black women. Let my people go. Let us be us. Finding any fucking reason using these outdated fucking rules to govern and police people. I just... I don't even have intelligent words. I'm sure that one day I'm going to listen back to this and be like, bitch, you should have took time to gather your words and speak intelligently. But I don't even, again, have the emotional bandwidth. Like, I'm so fucking, I'm just tired. Y'all not tired? I just wonder. Oppress is not tired of oppressing. Like, I personally know when I have beef with somebody, when I'm actively beefing with somebody, that shit takes energy. That shit is, is, is draining to me personally. Y'all not drained? Y'all not tired? But of course not. They're not tired. They're not tired. They don't have to be tired because they just see us as fungible. They step on us and then take whatever we have so they don't even have to take time to recoup energy to be original to create anything they just take everything we did um i was watching lanizi's parking lot pimping shout out to lanizi oh my god lanizi girl please i just i just want to meet you and hold your hand as a fellow educator as a fellow bad bitch as a fellow intellectual I was watching Lanizi's video and she very eloquently put it, more so that I'm probably about to say, but white people love to humble us, disqualify us, try to say that our overperformance. First of all, we're so used to having to be bigger, badder, better, like Gab was speaking about that our performance is just out of this world. Like we're just not even on a level that you can even attain. So much so that you have to find fake things that are wrong with us so that you can disqualify us, lower the bar, and make it easier for you all to access excellence and just completely X us out of the box. Just negating us completely. Let my people go. Let my people go. Shakari you deserve better. You should be able to run, point at the clock, stick your tongue out in true Meg fashion, in hot girl fashion, show these hoes that you're that girl, like you said, that you're the fastest woman. Nobody can take that from you. And I just want to say to fucking hell with the olympics with the anti-doping agency i want to say to hell with people of our own community that are looking at shakari and being like oh well, that's dumb you knew that you had all of this on your back if you can't stay away from weed for a couple months then maybe you shouldn't be in the olympic all of that Again, don't be gab in her youth before she had good understanding. Don't try to separate yourself from what is deemed less respectable to adhere to these fucked up systems. Don't do that. Don't do that. Let my fucking people go. Also to the white man that works at the Bowie Library, you offended the fuck out of me. I reserved a workroom in the library so I could fucking work. They done renovated the library. It look all nice and shit. And y'all hear these deep Negro sighs. I'm tired. I'm working. I'm minding my business. And he just opens the door. And is like, yeah, you need to come with me so that you can sign into this room. I said, well, sir, I already reserved this room i've done this already and i've been here all this time what are you talking about well this room uh, it doesn't show that anything is reserved for this room and you're in here no knock no nothing no address no hello no no white people you don't have access to me like that i already don't fuck with you i do not fuck with you You need to take your entitlement and shove it up your ass. So far up your ass that it goes up to the rectum, back through the intestines. Throw it back up. After you're done with that, find your mom. Climb back into your mother's womb and do the nine-month gestational period over again. Be reborn and just learn differently. Just be different. Because I don't know where you find the audacity to step in here and talk to... Niggas like this. I pull up on my phone. Well, uh, I reserved this room. This is my reservation. It turns out I am cutting up a little bit. I was reserved for room four. I'm sitting in room five. I don't even know how I, maybe I th- thought the signs was to the left of the door, right of the door. I don't fucking know, but There's also another black woman sitting in room four. So then he goes over into room four and did the same thing that he did to me to her, start talking to her crazy. And we're just both looking at this man and he's just like, okay, well, you need, he tells her, well, you need to leave and get up because she needs to come sitting here and da-da-da-da-da. I'm like, well, I'm fine here and she can stay there. I don't really mind. Can we just stay here? What's the problem? And he's just doing a lot. And he's like, well, this it's going to be off in the system because da 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 And there go white people again being married to these fucking systems that don't make no fucking sense. I'm sitting in here and I'm using my laptop. I'm typing my good words. She's sitting over here studying her good studies. Why do you have to now come and do all of this? Even if you have to come do all of this because it is your job, why can't you be kind about it? Why couldn't you knock on the door? My back is turned to the door because of the way the desk is set up to the door, you just walking up on me, that's, that's liable for me to fight. I'm a spicy bitch in this lifetime. And if I feel threatened, my first instinct is to swing. I've gotten exponentially better at monitoring my actions and processing my thoughts so that I don't do such a thing. But that is what I want to do when I feel threatened. White man walking up on me, opening my door randomly and walking up on me while I'm working? No. Let my people go. Let me go. Let me be free. Let me and the other black woman work in peace. Yeah. Leave us the fuck alone. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. That's all I got, y'all. That's all I got. That's all I got. I'm tired. I'm irritated. I'm hungry. But ultimately, I just wanted to make sure I got in here to share this message with you all today. I hope that you all have a great week. I hope that you all take care of yourselves. I hope that you all mind the business that pays you, the business that God gave you, the business that keeps the lights on. I hope that you all drink your water. It's hot than a motherfucker out here. I hope that y'all are using your SPF 30 and above. Make sure you reapply throughout the day. Bad bitches stay. Bad bitches keep shaking that ass. Niggas, keep being fly out here. Don't be no punk ass nigga. If you see your niggas doing some weird shit, correct them on that. Or you're also a weird nigga and I'm swearing for you. Let's just let's let's have a good time, y'all. Let's have a good summer. Let's let's bring the energy up. Let's be let's 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 all go together in joy and prosperity. All right. Whoa there, pause, baby. I forgot something. Two things. Book gang things. Catching up on book gang things because we missed the whole month of things. The June selection, "All Boys Aren't Blue" by George M. Johnson, was. That book split me wide the fuck open. Wide the fuck open. Telling you I'm reading, crying, saturating the page with my tears. Not because the book is sad, but just because it's so beautiful and it's so honest. And George M. Johnson themselves opened their heart so widely and left every single ventricle (laughs) on that damn page. George M. Johnson, thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing that story and just giving a rousing call to action to honor everyone's humanity, beginning with your own. I can't wait to talk with Josh about that with you all and for you all to hear my thoughts on that book because it was a journey that book got me through june it really did and it taught me a lot next our july selection because it's been a year of book gang can you imagine we started a year ago with all about love and now we are here In the spirit of All About Love, which we started out with reading for healing, I wanted us to do a one fictional book because we've been reading about real niggas lives for all year so far. So I definitely want to switch it up. But I also want to do a romance novel, not an erotic novel like we had done, but a love story. So we are going to be reading a collection of love stories. So this month, we're going to be diving into Love and in Color, Mythical Tales from Around the World, retold by Bolu Babalola, um, who I just, you know, feel like is my cousin because <laughs> y'all heard the way that that name just went. It is a beautiful, beautiful collection of short stories where basically she is taking these mythologies, these love stories from various cultures around the world, ancient to present, and reimagining them through a lens of pure Black love, positive Black love. There's Yoruba. Mythology, there's Greek mythology, influences, Roman mythology influences, Mayan mythology influences. I believe, don't get me to lying on here, but it's a beautiful, as I've gotten through the book so far, retelling of stories that we may be familiar with, as well as additions of new love stories From what I've been told to expect, we don't have to worry about sad endings, gun-wrenching, nothing like that. We can just exist in pure love, Black love, and I love that. That's why this month we are reading for reimagining. We are reimagining the way we see ourselves. We are reimagining the way we see love and just trying to build a new understanding of what it looks like to be in community with each other in a way that is not painful, in a way that does not glorify strife and struggle. And yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm excited for y'all to receive that. If you are wanting to get your reading guide and get down with the gang, you already know the vibes, hit me up on Instagram, Twitter. You can send an email to cheersthepod at gmail.com and, you know, I'll get up with you. So, yeah, all of the things that I told you to do, minding your business and all of that, just copy and paste that to right here. Insert right here. Boom. Okay. Now we're going to move forward. (coughs) Cheers to me, cheers to you, cheers to life And cheers to these hoes We can't love them, we can't cuff them But we sure can pour up with them It's the summer time so you know we gon' pour up with them Bye niggas
1: Ask me what my life like now Cosmo and Bo covers up the price right now Princess, let my fingers get that right right now Fat ass 4.0, making me proud My jewelry outrageous, don't ask what it costs me Two times in the back seat, sipping on dock, Like the ice Hit the light, even make great chops in me Bitch, ain't no keeping up with his y'all thinking. Oh, all that drama and that gossip, you could miss me. Oh, how the hell a broke nigga try to fix me? Pretty bitch, summer got the whole gang mixy Three two shots got a bitch feeling risky. Oh, all that drama and that gossip, you could miss me. Oh, how the hell a broke nigga try to fix me? Pretty bitch, someone got the whole gang mixy Three two shots got a bitch feeling risky. Pretty bitch music.